welcome back to season six of Let's Talk Shop. I'm so happy to be back. The podcast has had a bit of a break, a fairly long one, and I could not be more excited. This season is going to be quite different to previous seasons. I have one guest. It's Sasha Funchiki Sebra. You might have listened to one of her previous episodes where she shared really honestly about how her business has grown and how wholesale had not worked for her. And me and Sasha have been working since the summer on her wholesale and we are documenting the journey and she is going to share what she's learned and what has gone well and not so well. So welcome back to season six. I hope I hope that you're excited about this new type of format. New for this year is also that I have recorded everything in video. So you can also tune in on YouTube. And it'd be great if you do watch it on YouTube, if you can like and subscribe, of course, if you are watching or not watching listening on apple podcast or spotify or google podcast whichever your preferred podcast provider is then do please like or subscribe or follow or whatever the platform allows you to do so you don't miss the next episode when i launched this podcast it was all about sharing business stories and tips and advice to help you feel more confident about running a small business and I think this kind of content this season is showing you exactly that and I hope that you will feel motivated and encouraged and also see that not everything is perfect all the time and that that is okay. We are going to head straight into today's episode and I hope that you will enjoy it and that you will tune back in next week. Hi Sasha. Hello, thank you for having me. So Sasha came as a guest on the podcast uh, last season or the season before and we talked about wholesale and how she lost money doing wholesale <laughs> and <laughs> she was basically quite against it but guess what she's now wholesaling yeah i've converted <laughs> so we are going to we've kind of been documenting the journey for her and we've been working together on her wholesale and we are going to release season six to talk share her experience what has worked what hasn't worked what she's had to do and this episode number one of season six is going to be all about her previous experience and what has worked before well well, well what hasn't worked yeah. <laughs> nothing worked what hasn't worked before and also outline a little bit what her goals are with her wholesale and stuff so we are not going to keep you waiting. We're just going to get straight into it. So Sasha, what has been your experience with wholesale in the past? Okay, so I would describe my experience with wholesale as a shit show, I think, <laughs> would be the most fair way to describe my experience with wholesale in the past. Um, so we did talk about it on an episode of your podcast, so I'll try and make it quick in case anyone already knows. Um, basically, I cold called a major retailer and this was like my first experience with wholesale and they basically said yes which I didn't expect frankly and so I went down to meet them and they 
gave me a price of what they wanted my cards to be and I think it was something like 42p or something like that and it meant that I made I can't remember but like close to 10p if not less than that a card and that does not include any labor so I did an order for something close to 10,000 cards my family set up like an Indian sweatshop because we're Indian so my whole family <laughs> was just like just banging out these cards and I think yeah I made pennies it literally was not worth it at all I lost loads of time I lost loads of money um and I basically my whole view on wholesale was that like it's not for me it's a waste of money it's a waste of time it's not profitable trade shows are evil people who do wholesale are idiots um and I think that was basically <laughs> my previous experience and going back to like that retailer what did you learn from that experience other than it was like a shit show um, uh, what did I, loads of things. So this is embarrassing, but I didn't realize why I sell greeting cards that you're supposed to send them in pre-packs of six. So bear in mind, this poor retailer <laughs> did receive like 10,000 cards from me with no like organization, like just all kind of packed in a box. So then they had to like manually sort that out. But even things like I, I started to realize just how much I didn't know in terms of like barcodes or processes or what like files and stuff they needed. Um, yeah, there was so much I just didn't. And also the fact that he just decided the price of your Yeah, cards. so when I told <laughs> Teresa the story as we've been working together, I told her and she literally looked at me and she was like, but why did you say yes? And I was like, because he told me what I needed to do. And she was like, yeah but that's not how it works <laughs> you're like you you're the set you can say no you can be like actually no here are my like the minimums for it to work for me and either like you can work to me or I'll we'll just leave it which just did not because also they were such a big retailer I was kind of of the view of if somebody really big wants to give you wants to like buy your stuff you just do whatever they say yeah, I mean, you do bend backwards a little bit with certain things. <laughs> but not for Tempe Accords. <laughs> no. <laughs> I mean, like, I still don't even think it's bend backwards. It's like they're very clear on what they need when they're a really bigger retailer, usually. This one wasn't since they didn't tell you that you had to pack them in sixes. But there's actually, you know, a reason why you have to. So, for example, for a... The, um, big retailer they would maybe send six or twelve cards out to each of their stores yeah. so you know if they all come mixed that's a nightmare yeah as with you know i mean just like when you move house if you don't like label the boxes it's a nightmare i didn't think about any of that like i didn't even occur to me like oh, they have 50 stores. They're not just going to keep it in their office. Like, so it needs to get to the places that they got. Yeah, it didn't occur to me. And, like, when, when they got one online order, they'd have to swift through all the 10,000 cards. Yeah, that also did not occur to you. Yeah, that was a lot that didn't occur to me. <laughs> uh, what other experience did you have with wholesale before? I did um, a couple of, like, I had, a, like, just a series of just, like awkward moments is basically my whole selling well, experience. Well, you did well with the getting into some retailers. Yeah, so what I did is I literally just did a lot of cold calling. So I had a really awful catalogue, now I think about it, in terms of just visually, it just didn't look very good. It didn't have all the information that they needed because I didn't know what they needed. But also I think this shows that like anybody can start because I did literally just pick up the phone, ring loads of shops, got loads of no's, and then the odd person would be like, oh, I'll take an order. And so I had a lovely shop in 
in Brighton called Creased Cards and he agreed to take an order. And his order, it was the first like order I sent. And I just took, put all the cards, neatly packaged them, but in a massive box. And like, I didn't think to like fill the space with packing paper. So like this box had like 10 centimeters of just space. Yeah. And I sent it like just through DPD. And then naturally the box like wrote, ripped yeah. open. And he messaged me and he was like, it's almost like someone's taken out half the cards. And it didn't occur to me like, oh, the box ripped and they fell out. I was like, oh my God, DPD are stealing from me. <laughs> delivery drivers at DPD wanted someone like no ripped open the box and yeah it was really stupid but like yeah so thankfully he forgave me and he still orders from us regularly yeah. which is very sweet um but I think there was just so much and also like it's really nice though because you can mess up and it still be okay yeah but even things like payment terms like I remember speaking to one shop and it was going fairly ish well and we were talking on the phone and then he said he would place an order and then I told him that we needed payment before um people received the goods and he got so angry he literally this man just started shouting at me on the phone he was saying what did he say he was like no that's it no it's fine and I was like oh I'm really really sorry and this is like what I know now since working with you not to do but I was like oh well I can I can give you 30 day payment terms and like I was just like ah please don't hang up on me and he was just like no uh, it's just unacceptable and then just hung up and so, like, you do have to have tough skin. I still want to know who this is because, <laughs> like, I don't think many retailers do that. I think you were just extremely unlucky. It was just, it was just a grumpy man. But after like some of those experiences, I think part of my problem was because I was so haphazard with it. I just sort of gave up because I had a couple of interactions like that where like people might have been a bit rude, which isn't their fault. Like at the end of the day, I'm calling to sell them something; they might not be in the mood. But it just put me off and it just made me feel a bit meh. Do you think that that experience like also have made you more cautious now when you're trying to reach out to shops? Because back then you just basically were call calling and now you do not want to call call. Yeah, literally when we've been working together, Teresa like pick up the phone and I was like, I don't want to. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think I got, not PTSD, it's a bit dramatic, but I do think it has made me feel a bit like, I think before also I had nothing to lose because I didn't know anyone, no one knew who I was. And what's a bit scary with Instagram is that now I've started to build my like brand around Cheeky Zebra, people know who I am a bit more. And I'm a bit like, oh, I don't want people to like tell somebody else that we had this really awkward interaction. That is the roller coaster of like running a business though, isn't it? Yeah, I think I need to just go over it, frankly, because like, <laughs> well, this is what working with you has really helped is like the benefit of having somebody who can really get stuck into the detail of your wholesale and then just be like, no, you're being an idiot. You need somebody to be able to just I've never you. told her she's being an idiot. Oh, no, yes, yes. <laughs> no, I make Teresa out to be a monster. Basically, Teresa says it really nicely. She's like, well, Sasha, like, do you think that that's really important and maybe that's holding you back? She says it really softly. But in my brain, I just translate it with, like, Teresa thinks you're being an idiot. You're being an idiot. Stop. Like, that's how... Yeah, she would never... She never actually... You're one of the nicest people I've actually ever met. <laughs> that's so funny what about this so we do have some notes in front of us so we we're not doing it completely blindly <laughs> yeah guys we tried to prepare <laughs> how about this thing what's this oh yeah okay so like <laughs> the note by the way just says pervy pink hair which is amazing <laughs> i didn't even want to say that <laughs> <laughs> so some of my cards are quite 
rude one of no you know what they're actually majority are really like fun and cheeky and friendly and not rude but I have a couple that are slightly ruder and one of our slightly ruder cards is like a card that says um I like you more than masturbation and when me and Therese were talking about this episode we were just thinking about being really honest about like how my experience was when I was starting and so for that I like you more than masturbation card there's a draw I drew a girl who who's just got pink hair and she looks a bit like seductive and it's just like how it looks I emailed one shop I know I cold called one shop and I, I no and I sent him my range and so I was doing calling him to like follow up and um he seemed to like I thought he would like he seemed like he wanted the cards but then he said something that made me feel ill in my mouth he was like um oh so you know that girl on the pink hair is that what you look like then and bear in mind <laughs> this girl's like a bit naked and I was like yeah! <laughs> I literally it really gave me it really made me panic and I was like uh, and then I think I might have been like, no, but I might dye my hair pink. Why did I say that? <laughs> Why? Why did I say that? So it's so funny because I never had an experience like that. Like in like, I don't know what, 13 years. <laughs> like no one has ever been weird with you. Well, people have been not keen to like buy from me, have been a bit stern, but like, they haven't been pervy like that. <laughs> is that an accomplishment on my part? Do you know what? I think it's because my energy is so chaotic. So that when you do speak to me and if I am feeling a bit awkward, like I don't, I just say things. And so maybe he thought like, oh, it's okay because she's a bit. Either way, he was weird. He was a weird guy. Maybe he was, he was like trying to make some weird jokes. Do you know what? I can't Because tell. you're like so cheeky, like in maybe. your humour. He thought you could take his humour. He was like, I finally found someone that could take my humour. I'm you really like... sorry. It was not me. <laughs> I'm not his girl. <laughs> yeah. So why then, say, when we last spoke in the podcast, you were doing a lot with Facebook ads and running like big campaigns. So why do you think now was the right time to wholesale? I love this because she knows the answer. So <laughs> <laughs> no, Teresa's like, tell the truth. Okay, so basically, I I think I said this in the last episode we did. So I make eight, I think almost eighty percent of my income through Facebook ads is what I was doing, which is obviously a dangerous position to be in. Um, last Father's Day, we realised how dangerous it was because our ads fell off a cliff. And I think it was partly because it was lockdown and just eased. The weather was really good. People didn't know it was Father's Day. People don't traditionally buy as much for Father's Day as they do for Mother's Day and Valentine's Day. And I'd invested a lot of money and a lot of stock. We printed demand, so it wasn't card stock, but it was like, if you've gone on my Instagram, you see there's boxes of envelopes. Like I brought thousands of thousands of boxes because I just thought it would be the same as it was last year. Yeah. They're now in her bedroom. Yeah, by the way, my bedroom is, I ordered a pallet of boxes to my house and my bedroom's full of boxes. Love that. So they, what, yeah, so basically almost overnight, I was expecting to make a significant amount of money that didn't come in. And like, I now have all of my cash is stuck in boxes. So it puts you in a tight cash flow position and it really forced what I already knew, but I'd been really lazy about was I really need to diversify and I need to just strengthen my business up so that I'm getting more money through organic um, customers online. So just people buying organically and also through wholesale to really strengthen it. And then I was like, shit, maybe all this stuff that Teresa's talking about might be valuable now. <laughs> and I literally called Teresa like, um, hi, I think um, I think I need to eat some humble pie. I think I need some help. Um, 
Well, at least you didn't go back to like call calling and giving people away your cards for free. I mean, yeah, at least I didn't go. <laughs> at least my solution wasn't, hi, anyone want to buy these cards for 10p? <laughs> so, uh, what do you want to achieve with your wholesale? What is the goals? So, we sat down and you helped me work this out and we helped work out like what like the profit would look like, how it would all work, which we can go into later. But we kind of said that by Christmas, it would be great to have 10 regular stockists which by the way to me feels like so many but I think we can probably so should we say like how we've done so far or should we yeah say yeah so since me and Teresa have been working together I've had two US orders I have got one two UK uh, regular customers um to be fair though they were people that I knew before but I've re-engaged with them which I wouldn't have done or had stuff to give them since we worked together so that's four that's four yeah and um I've currently got two a couple of people who have said that they are going to order just not right now so we've got like three I think to go back to so if they all come back how about the one in Europe too that that's you... eight yeah oh and her so that's nine if they're oh if those people, <laughs> people who have said that they are interested and do like end up placing an order and then we'll probably be at nine which is crazy and actually like I do find generally that when people order from us they do tend to reorder yeah because our cards are like they already before they brought them the first time they know what cards they're getting kind of thing yeah and if, if they're really a fit they usually reorder so actually what sounded like a horrendously terrifying goal at the start might actually be quite achievable yeah of course it is it's just i mean we should probably add that yes we started working together in the summer sometime yeah but you only started doing your outreach maybe a month ago or something it's actually been so quick like it's, it's not been that long oh yeah don't think that i've been working on this consistently for months and this is where we've got no it's probably been the last Probably a month of serious outreach. A month of maybe six weeks, potentially. But I've had weeks where I've not been as good as I should have been. So like, I <laughs> Yeah, you have yeah, had weeks. I had like a week <laughs> off or two. Um, what was the other thing to say? So we were kind of saying, then Therese said something crazy to me. She was like, so what would be like the dream goal? And I remember being like, well, I'd get like 50 stock histories. Like, that's not realistic. And I remember you being like, but why not? Yeah. Um, so then we set that as a goal for next year. So the end of next year, I would love to have... 50 stockists um and that will really help us out financially because i think we worked out like with average order with average order value of like over about 150 pounds and assuming that these shops ordered eight times a year which obviously some will order more some will order less so it should kind of even and some will order for more money and some would order for maybe less money but you, you know and we on average and like we worked out that it and also this feels like a huge like 50 feels massive to me right now, so it'll be interesting to see. But if that happened, I think we worked out that it could bring in close to, like, 30 grand. Yeah. Like, of profit each year, which honestly... Not would, turnover, yeah, profit. Yeah, profit, which would massively, and that includes after the AT and everything, that would be, like, life-changing in terms of, like, just taking off some of that pressure around my whole life being dependent on, like, Facebook ads performing. Yeah, especially since the way you've set it up to, you know processing a whole because you print your demand yeah processing a wholesale order is not that much trickier than processing a direct order mm-hmm. um you can batch it together so it doesn't take much more time and actually you make very similar amount of money on your 
wholesale as you do on your retail sales. Yeah, margins. The same. I think margin might be slightly more favourable wholesale, but only slightly more. But that's because you can batch it. You don't, you know, it's XVAT yeah. already. It's the VAT point, I think, that makes the biggest difference. Yeah, and if you were running ads, that would be a lot different. Yeah, when I run ads, I think I mentioned this in the last podcast, my margins, especially now with VAT registered, the Facebook ads, like, my margins, ouch, is all I can say. I think they're, like, <laughs> it might, in some cases, it's, like, 10 to 15% margin. Yes, which, but then you do, but like, then my the volume, scale. Yeah, which is why we do, like, a 1,000 cards a day when we run ads for, like, a campaign, and we smash it. But only if the ads work. If the ads don't work, then suddenly it's like, oh. Do you think that the, 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 is it the iOS update or whatever yeah. it was called, do you think that, was that around Father's Day? Um, I can't remember, but I don't think that was the biggest thing for us because often the iOS updates are more a pain, if I could be wrong. If, I'm, if you want to know more about this, ask Carly Stringer. But like, I think for us, when you're buying a card, it's quite an impulse product. The iOS tends to be hard for people who need retargeting. So if they need that same person to see that ad consistently, yeah. whereas because the cards are three ninety five, if yeah. they're going to buy it, they're probably just going to buy it. Then yeah. they don't need to like come back and see it later. That's true. That's true. Um, you just want them instantly. Yeah. Like yeah. a... I just yeah. clicked for no reason. <laughs> Other things that you worked on, like, uh, has been like, your minimum uh, like your average order value and stuff like that there's lots of things that we've been talking about which we are going to cover in the next episode quite excited yeah i'm I'm just looking through now like next episode which will be next week on monday we will be talking about the initial steps pricing that uh, was like a tough <laughs> conversation <laughs> um the old catalog versus the new catalog <laughs> and um you know exactly what you didn't what you know now and what you didn't know back then and and also a little bit more about like the homework we set and stuff so really excited I hope you want to tune in then Sasha before we leave everyone in this episode you want to say where people can find you and buy from you yeah thanks uh, <laughs> so my instagram is cheekyzebra.com but you spell the dot com so d-o-t um and our website is www.cheekyzebra.com so you'll find like you'll see like all the boxes of envelopes there as well if you wanted to see my bedroom and i'm gonna add in the show notes the links and also the links to the well we mentioned crease cards and we mentioned carly so i'll add the links to that too and if you are interested in working together one-to-one we you can apply to work with me on my website so I'll add my links as well Teresa let me say this but genuinely guys since I worked with her it's actually been game changing so I'm hoping that we'll be able to show that just through when we talk through things but it's almost like things I didn't even realize would be beneficial I didn't know what I didn't know so if you are thinking about doing wholesale I definitely think you should consider it don't be awkward. <laughs> it's so awkward talking oh, about someone when they're there. You're like, so oh, awkward. But like, genuine. Well, you'll see from like how we go through this, like how much it's made a difference for me. Well, thank you very much, everyone, for listening, and I hope you are excited about following along this journey. Bye.